If you have your Bible, uh, Psalm verse 107, notice with me if you would verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Notice, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Look at verse number 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works for the children of men. Notice verse 15. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works for the children of men. Look at verse number 21. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works for the children of men. Look at verse 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Did you notice a pattern here? Now, I want to take just a minute. The Lord has patterns in this world, cycles in this world. Um, it, it rains, the water hits the ground, sun comes out, evaporation happens, the clouds form, it rains again. Cycle. If you were to look um, in the oceans, there are five circuits in the oceans. Does anybody know the name of the circuit in the Atlantic Ocean, the northern Atlantic? What is it, Brother Don? The Gulf Stream. It's warmer. It comes along the east coast, ends up going back over toward uh, Europe and goes back up and circles back down. Uh, there are uh, top currents and there are bottom currents. Currents are on the, uh, the top portion of the oceans and there's currents at the bottom of the ocean. These currents, uh, some of them move between uh, 1.5 miles an hour and some of them uh, move, um, feet per, per minute and some of them move, uh, excuse me, feet per second and some of them move up to eight feet. So keep in mind the idea is that they're moving all along. And these currents bring uh, nutrients, they bring air uh, for, the whole, for the whole world. God has cycles that he uses in our lives. Now, this psalm is about cycles in our life. And I want you to notice it. They're not good cycles. Uh, I want you to see these today. Uh, I want you to notice, if you would, uh, the Lord, the, the, I want you to see the cycle that the Lord starts with. Now, listen to this very carefully. The cycle the Lord starts with. The first thing of evaporation is the rain falls. That's the blessing of God. The first thing of these, uh, these uh, the Gulf Stream, it brings warmth to the East Coast. Okay? Now, follow with me. Look, if you would, in verse number 9. Verse number 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works for the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Um, the cycle always starts with a blessing. The Lord always starts with blessing us. Now, we have, we have keep in mind, I just read the verse before the blessing. And I want you to follow with me. Um, what does the Lord want when we receive a blessing from him. What does he want us to do? Somebody tell me. What does the Lord want us to do? Verse 8, verse, verse 1, verse 8, verse 15, verse 21, verse 31. What's he want us to do? Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Okay? The cycle starts with the blessings of God. 
And everybody in this room benefits from the blessings of God. Everybody in this room, a cycle in your life is the blessings of God. You might say, well, I don't recognize any blessings. Well, you're breathing the Lord's air and you're not struggling to do so right now. That's a blessing of God. Um, You're sitting here and how many of you are sitting here and you're not necessarily in pain as you're sitting here? I mean, you're not struggling with pain. Don't raise your hand. I'm sure that some are. But that could be a blessing of God. How many of you are following with me? Uh, your, your mind is following along with me. In other words, you're tracking as I'm speaking. You're following along of cycles. It starts with the blessing of God, and then God wants us to praise him and thank him for it. And you can follow that. Well, that's a blessing of God. Uh, all of us are, are experiencing blessings that we just are not as thankful as we ought to be for. And all of us experience blessings that we don't even recognize. How many of you have noticed your children are born and they can, you can hold them right here in your hand. And you don't do anything except feed them and train them and they grow. Okay, who does that? The Lord does. So when your children are 18, 20 years old and you watch them graduate and you're joyful, that's a blessing of God. There are so many blessings that we have that we cannot count them. But what Satan does is gets us into the mode of, A, number one, not recognizing the blessing. How many of you have noticed, as you've gotten older, your hair turns a different color? How many of you have noticed that? Okay. Now, how many of you like that? That's what I thought. Not many. A few. A few spiritual people, like here, Joe here, a few spiritual people say, I like my hair, the way the color is. I'm very envious of anybody's hair. That's that's a part I'm looking at. And so you look at it and you say, all right, Um, uh, but it changes. And and so we look at it and say, Lord, I, I thank you that you've been good to me, that I have my hair, that I can curl it, that I can cut it, that I can color it, that I can do stuff with it. Um, But we begin to sort of get, oh, my hair just not doing anything this morning. How many have ever made that statement? Don't raise your hand. My hair is just not doing anything this morning. And so the Lord says, okay, I can fix it. I can make you like Pittman. I can do that. How would you like that? Okay? So you and I have to be very careful uh, the, the Lord's blessing to us. Well, you know, I, I, my job, you know, uh, I wish, wish I had a different job. I wish I had a different boss. And I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. And all of a sudden, you know, we lose our job. And then the Lord says, now what? You know, the cycle is this. God blesses us. And then we don't recognize it blessings. We don't pause and take time and say, Lord, thank you. There were some things that happened to me in my life many years ago, several years ago, financially. And every morning, 
on my prayer list, I go back to that time and say, Lord, thank you. And I thank him for the four things that I recognized he did. Lord, you were too good to me. And it makes me feel like, well, Lord, I've given him the credit for it. But I see four things that I pray about, and I've missed 4,000 things. So what I'm trying to say to you is that notice what he says in verse number one. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. So we don't recognize, number one, that he's been good to us. The rain fell. We don't recognize that he's been good to us. The ocean currents are working. We don't recognize he's been good to us. We have a beautiful, sunshiny day. Uh, We have a a beautiful day of 69, 70 degrees. Uh, There are so many things we can be thankful for. Uh, Your children can eat and keep it down. Uh, I was in Memphis for seven years and and went to uh, uh, the hospital there that Danny Thomas founded and uh, uh, we would take at Christmas time uh, presents into the children where the, they had little glass rooms for the children to be in because they had no immune system. And, and uh, uh, the, the mothers would, would tap on the window to their children and put their hands on the window. And uh, you'd be able to hold your children. And they would long to hold their children. I remember when we would go to that place and come back, uh, how much... It meant to be able to hold Jeremy. I don't really, Lord, thank you for letting me be able to hold Jeremy. I want to put a knot on his head. No, you want to thankful for the Lord that I can do this. There are so many things that if you and I are aware, we can say, Lord, thank you for this and 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 thank you for this. But that Goodness is that that blessing is because of the goodness of the Lord. Notice he says in verse one, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And verse eight, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. God wants you and I to recognize his goodness, his intrinsic goodness to you and I, even though we're sinners and don't deserve a thing he's done for us. And yet the cycle is this. God is very good to us, uh, and, 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 but let's take, let's take Israel. Um, Israel has got a family. They're doing well. Uh, they got 12 uh, sons, and, and the, the sons get bitter toward one of their sons, that, one of their brothers, and so they sell him into slavery. And so they're all happy now. They got some money for him, and, and uh, just a terrible circumstance, and God allows hard times to come, and they can't, don't have any food, so they have to send off to Egypt. Now, keep in mind, this is 10, 15 years later. They've already forgotten their brother. And yet the Lord is preparing for them. He was being good to them. Well, they go and realize, don't realize it, but their brother is the prime minister of Egypt, and they think he's been evil to them and this. And, and so they go back and say, he's, he's very tough, and he's difficult with us, and Yet God was being good to them, and then he brings all 70 of them there uh, to Egypt to take care of them. And they're in the fat of the land. They're in Goshen. God gives them, takes them from a, a land of nothing to a land of plenty where they were the best of Egypt. And what did they do? Uh, they multiplied, but uh, they didn't say, Lord, thank you. They, didn't, they, they weren't grateful for it. And so the Lord allows a king to come, doesn't know them. 
And now they're slaves. The cycle is we are blessed of God. We don't recognize it or are not grateful for it. And then the Lord sends something to cause us to realize he is good, and yet we need him. So he sends a difficulty our way. The difficulty for them was slavery. And so notice what happens. They begin to pray and say, Lord, would you deliver us? Lord, deliver us. We don't want to be slaves. And God sends Moses, and they didn't believe him. And then he uh, takes them across the promise, across the, uh, uh, the, 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 the Red Sea, and then they get on the other side in the Jordan, and all of a sudden now uh, they're in the promised land, and, and they don't thank the Lord. They send in the 12 spies, and they complain. Oh, we can't. They watch the Red Sea part, but they can't see that God would give them the promised land that he's promised to them. So all of a sudden, the cycle goes of ungratefulness. Send us back to Egypt where we had leeks and garlics. What's wrong with them? They're brain dead. Leeks and garlics and fish. Now, I know there's some people like fish, but, but you know, I'm from Texas, and I like beef. And I just, that, that fish stuff is okay. Now, I, I do like tilapia. I like that. My wife loves salmon. Salmon's a little fishy for me. Uh, uh, but, but I do like things that are not fishy, but I cannot imagine my whole diet fish. And they said, oh, we had plenty to eat. We love fish. A cycle is God blesses us. We don't recognize it. We begin to take it for granted and begin to complain, and God sends a difficulty all of a sudden, oh, Lord, I need you. And the cycle begins again. The God delivers us, and we say thank you for 30 minutes, and then we're back into the same cycle. We miss his blessings. God's nature is that he loves to be good to us. How many of you have ever bought your children uh, something really special, and, and uh, <clears throat> maybe you, you bought them one of those little cars that they sit in and they drive. It's battery powered and they drive it around and it came in a big box and you notice 30 minutes later the car's over in the park and they're pushing the box around and hiding up and down the box. And uh, that's their nature. Uh, they don't see the blessings of God or parents. Yeah, oh, I love my car. If you want to take the car away, so that's my car, but I love the box. And so you and I as Christians, if we're not very careful, we'll say, but Lord, I, I love my house or I love my car. And, and, and the Lord says, but, but you're not grateful. Uh, you're not thankful. Uh, you don't realize I gave it to you. If you have your Bible, somebody turn to, to uh, James for me, if you would. James 1. James 1. I want you to notice this verse. James 1. And I want you to see, we'll read it together, but I want you to notice this verse. James 1, verse number 16. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Don't make a mistake, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from where? From above. So every good gift to you you've ever gotten, God gave it to you. Every good gift is from above. 
Are we a grateful people? Americans are not a grateful people. We just want a little more. Uh, we want this and we want that. We might, if you sit down and go to a restaurant, um, how many of you eat at restaurants at least once a month? Would you raise your hand? Let me see it raise up once a month. Okay, pretty well, everybody. So you, it could be a McDonald's. It could be a Burger King. It could be a Starbucks. But you go someplace once a month and you sit down. And if they have a meal or food or anything like that, uh, you'll notice they get it off the counter or it's served to them and they start talking and shoveling it in. How many have ever noticed Nobody says thank you for their food. Now, we try to teach our children that, but you know what? If we're not careful, if they're not careful, they'll get to use, well, food is a right, and they're not thankful for it. And when I say that, how many of us really in our hearts? Now, this is something I've been convicted of when I read uh, about um, George Mueller. His secret to prayer was, he said sometimes it would take him 15 minutes to clear his mind to get in the spirit of prayer. And what that means is, okay, uh, I see the waitress coming, let's hurry and pray for our food. My Lord, thank you for the food. And, and we didn't really get into the spirit of prayer to say, Lord, and there's a pause. We get our mind into the heart. It's like I've come to the Lord and I've knelt down before him. I said, Lord, truly, thank you for this food, for the money to purchase it. Thank you, Lord. Bless it to our bodies. In your sweet name, because of your goodness. Amen. I've been convicted that I pray the, hey, hurry up. The uh, waitress is coming. But you know what I found out? That was a secret to Mueller's prayers. He said sometimes it takes him a half hour to get in the spirit of prayer. I get up in the mornings, and when I get up this morning, this morning, how many of you got up this morning earlier than your alarm clock? Uh, how many of you set your alarm clock an hour later, and you still got up almost the same time? Raise your hand. Okay? Yeah, that's what happened to me this morning, you know? Normally get up 5.30 and, and all of a sudden it, it's, it's going to be this morning. It's going to be a little later. So I set it for 6.30. You know, you, you got an extra hour. And sure enough, 4.30. It's really 5.30. What, however that worked, I'm, I'm confused, you know. Uh, I just know you fall backwards and you spring forward. And so bottom line was I got up. Almost at the normal time, and I couldn't go back to sleep, and I'm laying there, and, uh, you know, so I began to pray, and, you know, my thoughts began to do this. And I know that's me. How many of you got a short attention span when it comes to kneeling before the Lord? Say, Lord, I need to talk to you. Well, I want you to know something. God loves your undivided attention. And I think that's one of the weaknesses of Christians in America. We fit him in rather than fitting our schedule around him. And all I'm trying to tell you is 
to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. I feel like uh, that's one of my great sins is that I try to fit the Lord into my schedule. I'm so sorry. I feel like I apologize for that so much. It makes me sick. But I try to sit down, and I, now I've got a, a plan. I, I get up, I go get cleaned up, and I, I go sit down, and I, 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 I sit down there, and, and I open the door, and let the cool blow in, and I try to focus for a few minutes. Notice. Verse 9, he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. And that's what God has done to me. I've been so blessed, Lord, in a thousand years I couldn't if I took time to say, Lord, thank you. How many of you have ever thought about what did Jesus pray for for all night? When you have an all-night prayer meeting and you can't last but 20 minutes. Uh, we have a men's prayer breakfast or a ladies' prayer breakfast, and it's pretty well we're done in 10, 15 minutes. And yet the Lord prayed all night to his Father. And I'm afraid that's the first step of where we begin to get too busy for the Lord. And our thankfulness is so short-lived. Well, notice what he says, verse 10. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron because they rebelled against the words of the Lord and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. So he's speaking about the children of Israel. They, they went dark in their hearts. They, they, just, they didn't take the time to be grateful. They didn't praise the Lord for his goodness. So he sent labor. He sent hard labor to them. Have you ever sometimes just thought you're not ever getting ahead? You're not ever making much progress, either spiritually or financially or uh, relationship-wise, well, the reason is, is perhaps the Lord is saying, look, I'm not going to bless until you turn back to me. So notice what he says in verse number 13, uh, uh, excuse me, verse 10, and they, verse 12, I'm sorry, therefore that he brought down their heart with labor, they fell down, there was none to help. And so whenever you and I fall down, there's nobody there to help us, and we realize, uh-oh, I'm all alone, notice what they do in verse 13. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Verse 15, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And the cycle starts all over again. And folks, today, all I'm trying to say to you is the only person that can break this cycle is you, Mom. Is you. Dad, is you, Christian. We have to teach our children to break this cycle by praising the Lord for his goodness, by literally saying, I want to pause for a minute. How many of you have ever rushed your prayer for the food because the waiter showed up, was getting ready to give you the food? You know, the waiter stands up, and you, you, you're, they're there, and you say, well, i got to hurry up and finish. How many have ever done that? I've done that. Who's more important, the waiter? Maybe they need to hear the prayer of thanksgiving to the Lord. What I'm trying to say is that little things, and I've just picked one simple thing in our lives, the way we say thank you. 
Um, uh, you know, uh, there are people that if you really took some time and prayed around a Thanksgiving meal, it's like the food's going to get cold, Dad. Hurry up. You know, that's, that's our mindset. Um, well, I do think that there is this principle in Scripture. He said, I was good to them. I, I loved them. They didn't honor me. They didn't remember it. I sent darkness. They cried out, said, Lord, we're sorry. Lord, would you forgive us? Would you deliver us? And he said, I sent deliverance, and I blessed them. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. You'll notice this whole psalm is like this. He, he's good to us. He starts out being good to us. We take it for granted. All of a sudden, we begin to get in a dark spot. He, we, Lord, I'm sorry. He brings us back up. And we forget to say thank you. Always say thank you for 30 seconds or a minute or five minutes. But we don't know how to, in our lives, take time. What would it be like if you and I, we took an hour in a particular day? Okay, somebody take just a minute here. Tell me, what is the day you have the most free time? What day? Seven days a week. Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What's the day you have the most free time? Which one? Just give me your day. Maybe your schedule is different than mine. What day? That day, maybe we say, I'm going to take an hour today and just say thank you. We don't do that. So as a result, we start down the slope. And the Lord blesses us. Now, in America... Uh, we've been blessed so much. When was the last time you opened up your refrigerator and said, Lord, thank you for all that? Just simple things. I get up in the morning and I go sit down in my chair and start to have my devotions and I start saying, Lord, thank you this morning. I'm not hurting any place. Some mornings I am. How many of you are hurting sometimes in the morning? You get up and say, oh, man, I was digging yesterday. I shouldn't have done that. I had muscles I didn't know I had. Well, thank the Lord for those muscles you didn't know you had because it let you do that shovel right. And so we begin to say, oh, Lord, help me. And what I'm trying to say to you in this passage, notice if you would in verse number 16. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron and sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Foolish people. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat. They draw near into the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saves them out of their distresses. So it's like he just, it's up and down and up and down. And God has to put up with that from us. Notice, if you would, in, in verse number 25. And he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the wave thereof. And they mount up to the heavens. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. Do you get the drift? Every t- every, between verses 1 and verse 8 and verse 15, verse 21, verse 31, every one of those times we forget to say to praise him for his goodness. And on the fifth time he says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. We're slow to learn. Because it's our human nature. But the spiritual nature is quick to learn. And I just encourage you today, let's break the cycle. Notice, if you would, in verse number 26, 
They mount up to heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of their trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man are at their wits' end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so the ways thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. And you'll notice, if you would, in verse number 35, he turneth the wilderness into a standing water, dry ground into water springs. There he maketh the hungry to dwell. They may prepare a city for habitation and sow the fields and plant vineyards which may yield fruits. He blesseth them also so that they are multiplied greatly and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Again, they are minished. They are brought small. Hebrew word for brought down. They are shrunk. Their cattle now begin to die off. Their feet begins to go away and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He poureth contempt on princes because them, it causeth them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Notice, if you would, in verse number 42, the righteous shall see it and rejoice. Verse 43, whoso is wise. The last verse of Psalm 107 says, whoso is wise and will observe these things. Pay attention to the cycle of ungratefulness, to the cycle of realizing that God is good. He's good to the bone, and we are not. Whoso will observe these things, notice, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get us to understand he loves us, and he's good to us. He's always going to love us, and he's always going to be good to us. The problem is, why don't we live with the heart? God is good to me. Loving kindness of the Lord. Lord, thank you for loving me here. Lord, thank you for this thing. Lord, thank you for that thing. Why does he have to send darkness? Why does he have to send, why does he have to, and notice in verse number 39, again, they are minished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. Why does he have to do that to us? A dark cloud comes over us. Uh, as Saul had a dark cloud come over him and he went and found somebody to play the harp, that would be David, to lift that spirit. You know what the Lord's trying to do? Saul turned to me and Saul turned to the musician and Saul uh, turned to various other things and, and yet he could not turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you to solve my discouragement. Today, Break the cycle. Read one more time, verse 43. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. We can see through all the stuff that goes on and realize God's loving to us. Today, let's break the cycle. Let's learn the lesson. Let's be a grateful people. And somehow, let's learn to take more time to get into the spirit of prayer, to really get through to the Lord. And I'm preaching to myself because I just grieve over too much pace, not enough presence of the Lord. Father, you're so good to us. And yet, 
Lord, I am so impatient. I'm so short with you, and I'm sorry. And I pray that you'd help all of us to be wise today. Psalm 107, 43, be wise and observe these things. Lord, help me to see them and alter my time that I can truly be a man of gratefulness and recognize your goodness and loving kindness on a daily basis. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen.